Welcome to Leadership Network's Future Church Podcast, a podcast with groundbreaking ideas curated just for you. With the need for the gospel in our generation, we must not look for a silver bullet approach. We believe there are many expressions of the local church. Learn how today's thought leaders are navigating the future of the church, 21st century solutions to 21st century challenges. We help leaders get the clarity needed to move from good ideas and intentions to results and impact. For more information about Leadership Network's resources, to help you pursue healthy growth and 100x impact, visit leadnet.org. Well, welcome to the Future Church Initiative podcast, sponsored by Leadership Network. I'm your host, Hal Mayer, and today we are talking with Hannah Gronowski Barnett, and she's leading Generation Distinct, and we just want to hear what she's got going on. So, Hannah, would you give us like a 30,000 foot view? Sure. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's such an honor. Um, I love Leadership Network. Such an honor to partner with everything that you all are doing. Um, But really Generation Distinct, you know, what we say about what we do is, is we are using conversations around passion, purpose, and justice to bring the next generation into conversations about Jesus, the gospel, and the Great Commission. And we do this through this six-month online program that we built over about two and a half years with a collaboration of over 50 leaders from around the world. And together, we built an entirely virtual program that helps young leaders from all over the world discover what we call the wrong they were born to make right. And this was really birthed out of this this vision, this idea that I had um, when I was about 16 years old and it continued to develop. But what I saw around me as I looked at my generation, I saw that there was so much passion for wanting to change the world. There was so much vision. There were so many ideas of how they wanted to make wrong things right, fight for justice, but also love their neighbor and do the things of Jesus. Jesus and build the kingdom. There was this missional power that I saw in the next generation. And yet it was seeming that it was very hard to tap into it and, and activate that in the next generation. So I started to ask some questions of, of what's standing in the way, right? Between the passion of the next generation right. and seeing them actually take action. And what we identified was that the missing piece was strategy. We thought, man, what would happen if we could simply pair the passion of the next generation with a strategy? How much more missional action would we see come out of their lives? And honestly, that's what spurred on this vision. Um, God just gave us such a clear picture of what this could look like. Um, there was this moment in my life where he said very, very clearly to me, Hannah, I'm not calling you to um, solve all the issues in the world and, and help everybody know me and build a tire kingdom by yourself. Instead, I want to use you to empower a generation to do that. And in so doing, you'll have a greater impact. And so today, you know, fast forward, uh, we became a nonprofit. We built this from the ground up. We collaborated, we, we hustled, we worked. And today um, we launched the program about a year and a half ago. And now we've had almost 80 young leaders in the program. We're partnering with churches. I think we're in six or seven different countries now. And we have young leaders that 
They're going through a six-month online, completely virtual program. They're discovering the wrong they were born to make right. They're understanding what am I uniquely passionate about. But these are not passions that are focused on themselves. We help them build these passions and these strategies based on what we believe Jesus wants to see done in the world. And so we have five tracks they can choose from. They can choose from an evangelism track mentorship track, entrepreneurship track, visionary track, or activist track. And at the end oh, that's of really the entire six-month program, they set practical goals. We teach them how to create smart goals, and they create actual goals for how they're going to go out and really again, be, be missional in the world in their unique place. And so we have some young leaders that their goals are, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to really meet, you know, three people who I work with and I'm going to start investing in them. I'm going to start mentoring them. I'm going to start whispering to them about Jesus. I'm going to, I'm going to start a prayer group in my community. I'm going to start teaching the kids that I um, am around more about Jesus. Hey, I'm going to launch this initiative to help bring more awareness of the injustice in my community. I'm going to start a conference. I'm going to start a podcast. I mean, these are real young leaders who are setting real goals. And what we say often is, man, the world changes when we invest in young leaders because we're not just investing in one person. We're investing in a young leader who we are literally seeing them go out and reach hundreds of other people with the good news of who Jesus is and with justice and equality and love. And so it's, it's been a wild journey, but we're so excited about where we are at and where we're going. Well, we were so excited to meet you uh, at the Shark Tank we did in Nashville yes. and you and your team and, and hear all that God's doing. So you'll do individual uh, training for people, but you also do you also do stuff with churches? Absolutely. Yes. So all right, talk about have, that a minute. Yes, absolutely. So we have kind of two models and it's the same program kind of just given in different ways. So the first way that we started with, and that has been um, kind of a focus in the past year and a half, has been um, the virtual cohorts that Generation Distinct hosts. And so those, we have about 15 to 20 young leaders at a time from all over the world, and they can sign up on their own. So let's say you're a parent of a young leader or you're a young leader yourself, and you're thinking, man, I'm trying to discover how I can uniquely be used by God to create change in the world. And you want to sign up for a virtual cohort, we have those that start about every three months. So our next one starts in September, first Monday of September, September 5th. And you can find out more information on our website. If you're interested in joining a virtual cohort, you can join as an individual and be brought into a community of young leaders from around the world. Um, but we also ultimately- well, t- Time out a second. Yes. Tell me your website. Yes. It's generationdistinct.com. Well, that's pretty simple. Good. All right. Tell me about the church side. That's where you're headed. Yes. So we also, though, as we were reflecting, we're so excited about the transformation we were seeing in young leaders. You know, they were sharing that, man, they're, they're realizing more and more that, you know, after going through this program, we had some say, I, I came back to my faith through going, going through this program, because I realized that Jesus actually does care about who he's made me to be and the passions he's placed in my heart. And he wants to unleash me to make wrong things right in the world. And then other young leaders, and they were following Jesus, but man, they were stagnant. They were stuck and this program, launched them and unleashed them. And that's great that they are grateful for their experience in Generation of Saints. But as we were hearing some of these stories, there was still a little bit of a catch in our spirit where we thought, man, we'll, we'll provide this for those people who aren't finding this in their local church. But our heart ultimately is that we are not the, 
the hope of the world. Like Jesus did not come to earth and die and build generations distinct. He came to build his bride, the local church. And so we thought, man, we, as young leaders, we don't want to be an organization that's taking people from the church. Our priority, our first choice would be to resource the church. And so out of that heart, out of that passion, we went in around and studied and discovered, would this work in a local church context? And, and Barna, you know, Barna Research has done incredible work looking at the next generation in the church. And they had a great book that I would highly recommend for leaders to read. It's called uh, Faith for Exiles. And it's really kind of helping us understand what the next generation is looking for in the church. And one of their principles they said is essential um, if we want to see the next generation come back to church is this idea of vocational discipleship. They even have a quote that talks about how they believe that every single church should be helping the young people in their church community discover what their passion is and be trained to execute that passion. And when I saw that in this book, I realized, man, this is so exciting because that is exactly what Generation Distinct does. So what if we could partner with local churches to resource them so that they can effectively reach the next generation in their community? And so that the next generation, they're not just coming back to Generation Distinct. No, instead, they're coming back to the church. I mean, what if pastors listening, I know like this is a big tension point where we're seeing the next generation leave the church. We're trying to figure out how do we get them to stay? What if we could give our content to a local church that is working so hard, that is doing such great work. And by simply offering a unique kind of experience that focuses on the passion of the individual, you will see your young adults stay in your church and then even be more effective missionaries that you send out to your community to attract even more young adults. And so that's what our church partnerships are all about. Now what we're doing is when we start a church partnership, if a pastor reach out to us, we get to say, hey, the first step is identifying two young leaders who are already in your church community who you think would be passionate about this. You see some leadership qualities in them. You know that they care about changing the world. And we give them two free spots, completely free, in one of our virtual cohorts. And that way, those young leaders, they get to scope it out for their church, see if it's actually as cool as people say it is. They get to figure out if it will work in their context and they get the training of experiencing it for themselves first. And then at the end of the six months, what we do is once those young leaders have gone through the program, if they have a good experience, then we meet with them and their their pastor and we say, hey, now you're going to launch this on your church. And what we say is, we're really big on the idea that it doesn't have to be led by the pastor themselves or the young adult pastor or the local church staff, because we know they're doing a lot of things. The reason we're training the young leader is this program has been built to be able to be peer led. And so the young leaders then get to start a community. Um, every other week, they get to meet right there with their church community in their local area. We suggest meeting a coffee shop, kind of a third space kind of area. And they go through the exact same content that everyone in our virtual cohorts are going through. The content already exists. It's proven to work. And then what happens is there is a community of young adults meeting in your community attached to your church that are saying, man, my church community is providing this unique opportunity for me to discover what my passions are. And they believe so much in my passion. They're giving me this content. They're investing in me through it. And now they're sending me out to be missional in my community. And so um, we're so excited about our church partnerships. We're seeing a lot of churches sign on and we have some more churches that are going to be putting some young leaders in our September cohort. So if you're, if you're a church leader and you're saying, 
this is exactly what our church is missing, or we don't have a strategy for how to reach the next generation, but we desperately need one. We want to partner with the local church to see the church reach the next generation. So you can reach out. We have a page on church partnerships um, at generationsync.com. You can find it really easy on our homepage. You can send in an inquiry and we can get you connected with next steps for how to do that. You know, I, I love the passion there. I, I personally support some uh, uh, parachurch organizations, but most parachurch organizations struggle to connect with a local church. You're not parachurch, you're church centric. Yeah. As a pastor, I love that mm. because you're not trying to take people. You're not trying to become famous. You're making leaders in our church that way. That's such a good approach of, of setting other people up to win. Uh, way to go. Have you you had any church cohorts start yet? It's exciting. So we basically have had young leaders come into our program. For example, we had an incredible young man named Andrew who was in our August cohort. And um, we're gearing up for their church launch. It looks like in the fall, um, we have um, a couple other people who are just finished there. So it looks like they're also going to start their cohorts in the fall. So we're just finishing up kind of the first round of training these young leaders. And now they're starting it in the fall um, and we're really excited to support them through that. Oh, that's going to be really cool. Way to go. Really Thank glad you. to. I, I remember at the Shark Tank, you were talking about that, but that's everything right. hadn't been fleshed out how to do it yet. That's Sounds right. Like and now we're taking the steps. You're making that happen. What are some things you've learned in mm-hmm. uh, starting this ministry? You know, it's so interesting. Um, I first had this vision for Generation Sync, as I mentioned before, when I was 16. And I just turned 27. Um, and so the past year especially has You're been, 27. I am. Oh my goodness. That's great. <laughs> it is. It's uh it's been a journey though. It's it's so interesting because I think because of my age, people assume that this is a brand new idea. And right. and in many ways, it's it's just now gaining traction. For many years, we were building this behind the scenes. We were figuring out what it was. We were talking with pastors and leaders and entrepreneurs and nonprofit leaders and just trying to get with anybody who would give us some, some help of understanding what this was. We were fundraising. We were trying to gather our team together. And then we were building the program again, two and a half years to build this huge infrastructure that we created. And um, now it's just now getting traction because we just launched the program. We're getting some more awareness. And I think the most interesting part has been when people say things like, wow, you know, I'm so excited that you guys just started this, or I'm so excited that this is a brand new thing. It must be so exciting. And it is, and it's so exciting in many ways. It does look like it just started. But what I've learned is that the most effective ways of building the kingdom take time and really nothing is an overnight success. And I think a lot of times we can see things that launch and it can seem like they grew so quick because we didn't see the 10 years that happened beforehand of the struggle, the dreaming, the building, the fundraising, the hustle, all of the work that goes into the behind the scenes before that even takes place of, you know, the launch takes place. And so um, I think that has been the biggest lesson is good things take time. And that's actually a good thing. And I think, especially for our generation, we are tempted to want overnight success. We're tempted to want the, the instant gratification. And there was a lot of difficult moments where it felt like, man, I knew how hard we, we were working behind the scenes, but nobody really knew what we were doing. And 
it's really exciting now that we have actual real names and faces of people who have experienced the transformation through this program. And it's surreal to me sometimes still, because again, for nine years of this journey, there was no names, no faces, just a dream and a belief and a call. And now to see the actual people who are experiencing transformation and, and seeing them now be unleashed and they're going out and creating transformation with their lives, um, that's made it all worth it. But I've learned that good things are not overnight successes. Good things take time. If you're like most leaders, no one ever actually taught you how to lead a church. Even if you ace seminary, there are so many unanswered questions and problems that no one equipped you for. It's time to take the mystery out of leading your church forward. The Art of Leadership Academy is an online learning community created by Carrie Newhoff. Inside, you'll find a host of premium on-demand courses and the strategies and insights you need to lead and grow your church. Plus, the Art of Leadership Academy offers community hosted by qualified experts and peer-to-peer learning and you'll get live monthly coaching and done-for-you staff training, all for $397 a year. That's it, no catch. Think of it as the best investment in leadership development you'll make all year. Go to theartofleadershipacademy.com to sign up. That's theartofleadershipacademy.com to learn more and to get instant access. You know, often when you dig into the overnight successes, you find out they weren't overnight. Exactly. There was years of building. Exactly. Uh, I always smile when, when people say, oh, wow. And you realize, no, they don't understand what I've been through or where that's I've been right. to. That's so right. that's really neat to hear. Um, what's the big hill you're running out now? What, what's your big challenge? So we have an army of young leaders that we know are looking for a program like this. And that's exciting, right? We see them all over. You as the listener right now, whether you're a parent or you're a leader or you're a pastor um, in your local context and in your churches and in your neighborhoods and maybe even in your own homes, you see the young leaders who are trying to figure out what to do with their life. Maybe, maybe they want to follow Jesus, but just nothing has felt exciting to them, or maybe you don't understand why they're not connecting to your local church context, or, or maybe they at one point were really passionate following Jesus, but they haven't really gotten connected to the ways that they were uniquely called to build the kingdom. And so because of that, they've, they've gotten a little bit bored and they've wandered away and and they've chosen a path you never thought they would choose. And those are the exact young leaders we're trying to reach. And so the, the tension, right, though, the, the gap is for every young leader that we're trying to reach, you know, our team is very, um, very small in, in hours, right? So the cool thing about our team is that I'm the only full-time paid. We have one other part-time paid staff. And then we have an army of volunteers. We actually have a staff of about 10 or 11 right now. And, and again, nine of those are volunteers. These are individuals who they work so hard in their nine to fives and they give their best hours to Generation Sync because they so believe in reaching the young adult that I just talked about, the young adult in your home, in your church, in your community, in your neighborhood. They want to see them unleashed. They want to see the missional power of the next generation unleashed. 
And it's really hard to do sometimes when we know that there are so many people we could reach if we simply had more resources and a larger team to do it. And so one of the biggest tensions, one of the biggest hills we're climbing is, is fundraising. We're still in the midst of a, of a funding campaign right now. Where we're inviting people to, to give and to help us reach our goals. And so that's, that's a really big point of, hey, we're, we know that there's so many young leaders all across this world who are looking for this kind of content. And the only way we can reach them is when partners um, choose to invest in us. And it's cool because one thing we just launched is the Generation Distinct Advocate Program. And really, we know there are so many individuals who want to advocate for the next generation. They just don't know how. And the cool opportunity is we have a strategy to do that. And so we're inviting individuals who have a passion to reach the next generation to become a generation student advocate. And really what that means is you're a part of this inner community. They're mostly senior leaders who are investing in the next generation. These are people who say, I might not be the one to build the strategy to reach the next generation. Mm -hmm. I might be an older generation. But man, if there's an organization I want to I want to partner with and believe in and invest my time, resources, and experience into, it's going to be an organization reaching the next generation and seeing them come back to Jesus. And so um, we have an advocate program that anybody who gives and um, who wants to be part of that generation advocate program, they give their time, their resources, and their mentorship to help us even more effectively reach the next generation. So if anyone wants more information on that, Again, they can go to our generationestinct.com website and there's um, a partner page that they can check out. You know, one of the things I uh, I appreciate, I mentioned sort of this earlier. I um, hear a lot of guys who are starting new ministries and gals and so often they trash the past to move into the future. Yes. Uh, They don't understand they're standing on the shoulders of people who went before and they're spending their time doing that which for me, I just discount them often right away because I'm going, you know, you're not the first person to think that way. But what you've chosen to do Mm -hmm. is build on the past and not trash the local church. And and I say that from from the perspective of an old guy, right? (laughs) Uh, You don't need to put down the church to help the church. In fact, if you come into a pastor and you start saying you're doing it all wrong, right. but you guys have chosen the other end. Mm-hmm. I wish people, this is going to be just a, an audio podcast. They hear your voice, but if they saw the enthusiasm, even mm-hmm. in your smile, they would catch the picture of your belief mm-hmm. in other people and what God can do through them. Yes. And that's infectious. I'm sure it's, it's catching on with younger adults as you get a chance to, to pour into them. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and thanks so much for that. Um, you gave me a couple of stories early. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give me one maybe that's your, uh, a story of a great success that came out of mm-hmm. one of your cohorts, somebody that's okay. doing something neat. Go ahead. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many, there's so many incredible young leaders that we could talk about, but one of the young leaders that we've been really sharing her story a lot lately is a young woman named Kirsten. And she's just a powerful young leader. Um, she is from North Carolina and she's 22 years old. And um, when she first heard about Generation Distinct, um, she was kind of at a point in her life where, you know, she was um, just transitioning out of a church team and not really sure what her next church experience was going to look like, was kind of in the in-between. It was 
um, in many ways, a season of feeling, as she said, a little stuck, a little unsure of what was next. She has so much potential. She's so talented, but she just wasn't really sure what the next season of her life was going to look like. And it led to a little bit of discouragement. And so when she found out about the Generation Sync cohort, she didn't really know much about it, but she decided to join. And um, as she said it in her story, when she shared it with me recently, there was this moment when she first logged on to the Generation Sinks cohort and she was in our August cohort. And the very first night that it launches, we have everyone from the cohort all come on a Zoom call with our cohort facilitators who are like their leaders and their mentors through the process. And again, we do a Zoom call once a month for the entire community to gather and get to know each other and share dreams and experiences and challenges And this first one, that first night, she said there was something that happened when she saw all these faces of young leaders from around the world who all were showing up because they wanted to discover what their passion was. They wanted to build it. They wanted to put in the hard work and they wanted to be sent out to do good work, to build the kingdom, to change the world. And she caught this this excitement. And there was this, this life that was given back to her in that moment, just by seeing other young leaders who she had no idea who they were, but they had the same fire that she once had. And it was reignited in that moment. And then through the next six months, um, she just continued to be challenged and had her eyes open and dove, dove deep into what her passion was. She went through our visionary track which is one of our really unique tracks. It's all about kind of using your creativity, using your gifts of maybe music or songwriting or um, even communication, speaking to bring about change in the world and to bring people to Jesus. She she went through that track and she actually decided that she wanted to start a podcast um, because in her life, she had felt like sometimes when she would show up in a space that she was too much, that she was not enough, that she was not the right fit. And sometimes she always felt like not welcome in certain spaces. And she wanted to start a podcast that would help other young people discover that there was never a part of them that was too much, that there was never a part of them that disqualified them from the call of God in their life. And so through the process, she ended up starting a podcast and um, she's produced the whole thing by herself. She has amazing guests. And I just talked with her about a month ago and she'd only had the podcast for two or three months, and she's already reached about 500 listeners with this message. And so again, this is just such a powerful story for me because it's this reminder that when we invest in one young leader like Kirsten from North Carolina, who felt disconnected from the church, who felt disconnected from her purpose, and we simply help her come back in alignment with who God says she is, with what her passion is, reminding her of her purpose, getting her connected with other passionate young leaders, and then sending her out. She is now reaching 500 people that I would never reach with a message that Jesus has a plan for their life. And she's unleashing the purpose in other people's life. And that's why we say the world changes when we invest in a young leader. We're not just investing in one, we're investing in one who will reach the many. And that story gets me really excited. Oh, man, that is so good to hear. Um, Love these stories. So I'm trying to think anything you want to talk about that maybe we haven't touched yet. You know, I I love what you said earlier, Hal, about um, kind of honoring where we've come Mm -hmm. from as opposed to um, complaining about it. I think that's a real tension for the next generation. And I think in many ways, and you would probably even know more than me, but 
this is this is the temptation of every generation, right? That whenever a new generation every- comes in, right, we, yep. we think that we're the hero of the church, right? We can think, oh, the previous generation didn't do it right, but now that we're here, it's okay. We're gonna fix all of the problems. Right. And and I think um the danger of that is that we start to think that we are the hero of the story as opposed to an unchanging God who is always the story. And we are simply the servants that are showing up at this point in the world to do our best to build the church. And um, I think also, you know, one of the ways that that gets expressed is this scarcity mindset that I see all Mm -hmm. over the local church and in our generation and scarcity mindset says, you know, there's not enough for all of us, right? That, that if they're winning, I can't win because there's right. only so much goodness in the world, but the abundance mindset, the abundance that God actually says we're called to, right? That the abundant life he promises us is that, man, we can all win because there is enough goodness of God for all of us. And I just believe if, if there are senior leaders who are doing great work and there's young leaders who are doing great work and we can partner together, there's enough of that for all of us, right? It's not a competition. Absolutely. It's a partnership. And and I, I can't take any credit for even knowing that. It's because I had amazing mentors and pastors and leaders and parents in my life who modeled that, who welcomed me into their life, who, who listened right. to me when I was a teenager with big dreams and ideas, who validated my leadership when I was 19 and had no idea what I was doing, who saw something in me and said, we want to invite you into the conversation. And because of that, I saw the value that they had, and I felt like I had value to share as well. And so um, to senior leaders, thank you for all the work you're doing. Truly, I I only get to do what we're doing with Generation Sync because we're standing on the shoulders of the churches that you've built, the ministries you've done, the discipleship that you've invested in. Like, I just want to say thank you. And if any young leaders are listening, you know, also, this is an opportunity not for us to, to bash the churches you said, but for us to honor. We are who we are because of it. And now we do have the invitation of experimenting and dreaming of what the future could look like. But I believe will be way more effective to reach the next generation when we realize that that the church is all of us. It's not it's not one generation or the other. So I, I'm I'm just grateful for for the backs and the shoulders that I get to stand on today. That's such good insight. And you're right. Every generation we come up and we think we have it. Yes. And really it's about Jesus. That's right. And uh, so so good. So this is Hannah and she's with GenerationDistinct.com if you want to get a hold of her. Anna, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. I hope you have a great rest of the day. God's best to you, lady. Thank you, Hal.